fall and the public health situation is improving in Wales. From the 24th of April, the rule of six will allow for up to six people from six separate households to meet outdoors, not including children under 11 years of age or carers from those households. From Monday the 26th of April, outdoor attractions, including outdoor swimming pools, fun fairs and theme parks will be allowed to reopen. Outdoor hospitality, including cafes, pubs and restaurants can reopen. Organised outdoor activities for up to 30 people will be allowed to take place. Wedding receptions can begin again outdoors for up to 30 people. From Monday, May the 3rd, gyms, leisure centres and fitness facilities will be allowed to reopen. People will also be able to form extended households with another household. Indoor organised activities for up to 15 adults, such as exercise classes and the reopening of community centres can resume. Indoor supervised activities for children can also resume. From Monday the 17th of May, pubs, bars, restaurants and cafes will be able to open indoors along with all other tourist accommodation, indoor entertainment and attractions such as cinemas, theatres and bowling alleys. First Minister for Wales, Mark Drakeford, said rates of the virus continue to fall and the public health situation is improving. Due to these efforts, we're able to confirm more easing of the restrictions from the 26th of April and for early May, we are again able to bring forward some of our plans. At the last three-week review, I set out a forward look of how the restrictions could continue to be lifted in the weeks ahead if the public health situation remains stable. British and Irish nationals arriving in the UK from India must quarantine in a government-approved hotel as new COVID travel curbs come into force. India joined the UK's red list on Friday, effectively banning travel. The country has seen soaring infection rates, a rapidly rising death toll and the discovery of a new virus variant. There are specific rules for people arriving in each UK nation, including England, Scotland, Northern Ireland and Wales. Former Bay City Rollers frontman Les McEwen has died aged 65. His death was announced online by his family that he had died at his home on Tuesday. The Scottish singer fronted the Bay City Rollers during their most successful period in the 1970s with memorable tracks like I Only Want to Be With You, Bye Bye Baby, Shang Alang and Give a Little Love. Anthony James is a dad on a mission. He is doing a 100-mile bike ride from Barry to Tenby to raise money for the National Autistic Society. It's a charity close to his heart as one of his sons and his nephew are on the spectrum. To find out more about his fundraising event, take a look at Pure West Radio's Facebook page. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio. an opinion should i keep quiet just because i'm a woman call me a bitch because i speak what's on my mind guess it's easier for you to swallow if i sat and smile when a female fires back suddenly the cocky don't know how to act so here's what a little boy would do making up a few false promises that for sure is not a man to me it's better in names for popularity he said you only get to be through controversy but now it's time for me to come and give you more to say
About the turn, I bet my fame wanted cats take my ideas and put their name on it. It's alright though, you can't hold me down. I got to keep on moving. Two of my girls with a man who be trying to mack. Do it right back to him and let that be that. You need to let him know that his game is whack. And little Kim and Christina Aguilera got your back. morning it's pure west radio across pembrokeshire i'm ben stone welcome to pure west sport with g&g builders find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk coming up on the show between now and nine we will preview all of the weekend's football from haverford west county to the carabao cup final we've got the fallout to the european super league a look at the welsh derby rugby fixtures and all of this week's sporting stories all coming up between now and nine o'clock. A very good morning and welcome to the show. It's Pure West Sports for a Saturday morning with G&G Builders. And there's plenty to get through again this morning on the show. And let's kick off uh, with Fraser Watson, who joins me right now. Morning, Fraser. How are you? Not too bad, Ben. Just about recovering from what have been a pretty seismic week for football development, isn't it? And the, it does, action doesn't stop. Though another big weekend ahead now. 
Yeah, exactly. And we'll, we'll look back actually on, on what happened after our show on Monday, where we spoke in some detail about the European Super League and the fallout from that. That's to come a little bit later on in the show. But let's start with what's happened on the pitch this week, shall we, Fraser? Hufford West County are back in action today, but they were stung actually by Cardiff Metropolitan Uni. They were beaten 6-1 during the week. And I have to say, that was a result I didn't see coming. No, you said they went down on the opening day of the season, actually, and drew nil nil. It was quite a tune up. And you now lost four of the last five games, Ben. And, you know, we've spoken so much about the reality of this situation and how the only, of course, there is no relegation now, but how the primary target was all to stay above the bottom two. Have they maybe been victims of their own success when they get criticism for losing that they're in a position they weren't expected to be? But Wayne Jones won't want to finish the season like this, Ben. He won that seventh spot. And, and he made the point after that narrow 1-0 win over Aberyst with a couple of weeks ago. Players are playing for contracts and you need momentum. You need momentum going into pre-season and next season as well. And they won't want to stumble from here. Like I said, it's four defeats in five. And, and it's been two hidings. Let, let's let's call it out for what it is. It's, it's been men against boys in the last two matches. So they need to pick up. You know, they, they don't want to finish like this. Wayne is realistic, though, isn't he? Whenever you speak to him, he's always very honest about it. Uh, yes. Do you think they'll? Uh, he won't be looking for excuses, but this this schedule with so many games back to back, was this something that was always going to happen, do you think, at some point? And, and do you think it actually increases the likelihood for what you would describe as maybe a freak result to happen? Yes, certainly. I mean, it certainly makes it harder to be more consistent. I think if you look back since the restart from the, the second COVID wave at Hafter West Forms, I think it's gone win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, lose, win, lose, lose. <laughs> no draws in there. You know, so that shows you just how hard it is to maintain levels of performance and intensity when you're playing Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, and so on. But there's another side to it as well, Ben. It's the same situation for everyone. You know, so there's no excuses out there. It's, it's a level playing field. And you know, you have to find a way if you, if you want harbour ambitions to become in a top side in the top flight, as Halford West do, you do have to find a way of getting through that, maintaining consistency and grinding out results when you're maybe not 100% and not playing that well. And what we seem to be seeing at the moment, and I hope this doesn't prove to be true, and I hope the rest of the side is, we seem to be seeing a Halford West side that's maybe hit the wall a bit, you know, but both both physically mm-hmm. and mentally, you know, and, and for the first time this season, really, you can look back at the last two matches and say they simply haven't competed. You know, and, and that won't be good enough for Wayne. I think mm. he's realistic, like you say, he can handle losing, but he won't be able to handle the manner of displays both in Cardiff Met and Newtown before that. So it's a big game for him this afternoon. It is 2.30 on the Bridge Meadow today, and, and that will be a test. It'd be a mental test as much as anything else, Fraser. Bouncing back from, from two disappointing results, they'll, they'll be really determined, I think, to put on a show today. Yeah, and another thing Wayne said after the last home game, he went over our risk with is they have turned the medal into a bit of a false trust mm. results-wise. And he took a lot of pride in that, you know. So there's motivation for them today already. But you're right, it, it is a mental test. But if you're in the Premier League, then you have a mental test, don't you? you know? So it, it, it's been a lot of learning and development this season. And this is probably the toughest learning curve they've had now, responding back from poor runner form. Uh, let's stick with action on the pitch. And, and on Tuesday night, you covered Swansea's game against QPR. And it was a bit of a continuation, really, of the of the up and down form Swansea have shown of late. They went down uh, 1-0 against QPR. Lyndon Dykes, Scotland International, 89th minute winner. And uh, as I say, Swansea's form has been patchy of late. What, what did you put that defeat down to on Tuesday? Very similar to what we've spoken about numerous times in the last couple of weeks, maybe the last couple of months, if we're brutally honest, Ben, it? There is a lack of threat going forward. Andre Ayew, who provided the spark for so many of Swansea's good moments this season, is out injured. 
he's 50-50 to make the game at Reading tomorrow. And without him, they do look pretty tough just up front. Um, you know, the, the defensive solidarity is still perhaps been there in parts, but mistakes have crept in. And you have to say, 20 minutes to go the other night, you thought Swansea were going to go hell for leather. They'd already had the news that Watford had won at Norwich. And it, it was three points or nothing if they were to have any hopes of automatic promotion to still be alive at the end of the night, really. And it was QPR who, who took the ball by the horns, after to be saved, and they came forward at will in the last few minutes. And, and they deserved the late goal, you know. And I think Swansea had been saved a pretty nervous few, few weeks, really, with the result that followed the night after Reading drawing nil-nil at Luton, because that would have cut the gap between Swansea and seventh-place Reading to six points. The two are meeting tomorrow at the Majewski. That could have conceivably cut the gap to three points. As it is, the gap is now eight with three games to go. So one thing you will say from the end of this week is I expect Swansea to be, if not mathematically assured, guaranteed a playoff place. But they need to pick up. Because at the moment, they're arguably going into these playoffs as the most out-of-form team out of the That isn't what you want. It would have to be something pretty seismic now for Swansea to miss out on the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. But you, you do want some momentum, don't you? It's very important in the playoffs. And quite often the team that gets promoted is the team that's in the best form going into the, that final stage. Absolutely. It's all pointing towards Bournemouth at the moment, isn't it? They're coming to today back seven consecutive wins. Deservedly in third, arguably, look at the way they play now. They should be right up there in the top two. You know, mm. the surge is almost coming too late and the Jonathan would get in that respect. But I think what concerns me most about Swansea at the moment, Ben, you can point to the lack of scoring and the concession of late goals. You know, Steve Cooper's recently tinkered with his formation a couple of times in the last week or two. Now, one of the things he's actually been criticised for is not changing it enough. You know, in the last couple of seasons, that we've been become too rigid, become too predictable, and now you've seen go to four at the back. You've seen him try and play Connor Robertson in advanced right winger's role. You know, and you're talking about going to oh, the three biggest games of his managerial career, not knowing what his best side or formation is. You know, and the Andrea you injured out, like I said, he has to come back in as soon as possible. They've simply got no option, and that they look tough just going forward without him. So, it's it's. It's a tough scenario and, and all the signs are pointing towards Swansea not making it now this season, but the playoffs don't work like that. Don't they? they don't follow logic, so we won't give up hope yet, but it's a big game tomorrow. It's a big game because they're playing a good side in Reading, they're playing side with seventh. Not only will they want to cement their place in the playoffs, but as you mentioned, they need a win. They need some momentum. They need to be going into those two, hopefully three games with something behind them. OK, Fraser's going to stay with us, but let's hear, first of all, uh, some reaction to that defeat uh, during the week for Swansea, uh, losing 1-0 against QPR, as we've said. Here's what the manager, Steve Cooper, had to say as he reflected on points dropped at the Liberty Stadium. I think missed chances in the first half have ended up costing us um, on the basis that we've ended up conceding. So I think if you know if somebody said we're going to create as many good chances as that in one half, you know, we'd have been more than, more than happy and expected to at least take and take them one didn't manage to create as much in, in the second half as because we did, just didn't manage the, the ball in the game well enough um, turned it over too much uh, lacked a little bit of composure which is unlike unlike us and certainly what, what I don't want us to be and then when you do that you, you give up territory and not uh, allow QPR to get into areas where they can end up creating and scoring and, and that's what they've done later on they just needed that goal in the first half because of the you know the, the difference he could have made on the on the general on the general game but you know we didn't score so we have to keep going and you have to keep you know trying to carry on with with that with that work and, and it just wasn't to be in, in in the second half so we tried to make some changes change the shape a little bit trying to get into areas but you know you 
whatever shape you're in, you know, you've still got to look after the ball, you've still got to make a few passes, you've still got to get up the pitch, and we weren't able to do that well enough second half for sure. Well, that's the manager of Swansea City, Steve Cooper, speaking after their 1-0 home defeat at the Liberty Stadium on Tuesday night. The Swans away to Reading tomorrow. As Fraser said, they'll be looking to uh, get a decent performance as they head into the playoffs. Reading a seventh and have playoff aspirations themselves. And it could just get a bit tight as we head towards those final weeks of the season and the playoffs, of course, to come. Fraser is back with us in a few moments. We spoke in depth on the show on Monday night about the European Super League. Of course, that now seems to be off the agenda for the time being. We'll reflect on that very soon and look ahead to the Carabao Cup final tomorrow. Man City against Tottenham, two sides who were all set to join that European Super League. More on that to come as we kick off your Saturday morning on Pure West Radio. Click and collect classics. Mum's Taxi Singalongs. Late night drive through disco. Match your driving soundtrack to your mood by taking all your favourite radio stations and podcasts with you on the road. It's as easy as connecting your smartphone to your car stereo to listen on your favourite station app or radio app. Join radio's digital revolution. Find out how at getdigitalradio.com. Love radio. Go digital. Ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to Pembrokeshire Vision Arts Wales, a brand new creative hub in Haverford West. Playing host to a youth and amateur theatre company, a show-stopping choir and a multitude of masterclasses from Broadway and West End talent. Calling all actors, singers, dancers and those who want to bring the West End to Wales. Vision Arts has the spotlight and the curtain is about to rise. Ready to take centre stage? Visit visionartswales.com. At KO Carpets, you know quality is assured. We've been your local family-run business for over 40 years. We're widely recognised as Pembrokes' leading supplier of domestic and contract flooring. We provide full end-to-end service, free measures and estimates, free delivery and free fitting by our professional team of highly skilled fitters. Come and see us at Vine Road, Johnston, or drop us an email, sales at kocarpets.com. We're a knockout at flooring. This is Pure West Radio.
West Radio for Saturday morning. Welcome to the start of the weekend. Jane Weedlin and Rush Hour. I'm Ben Stone. We are here with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Join us on Monday as well between 7 and 9. The first hour, we have a range of different guests from the sporting world across the county. And between 8 and 9, we are live on the Facebook page. And if you go to the Pure West Radio Facebook page now, you will see the video from Monday's show where we spoke about the European Super League, which quickly unravelled after the show on Monday, didn't it? Uh, Fraser Watson is still with us to reflect on that. And a few days on, Fraser, what are your views now? My thoughts haven't changed that much, Ben. I may be just able to put them across in a more rational, calm manner than I drafted on Monday night. Um, look, it's left a sour taste in the mouth of everyone now, Ben. And, and OK, the movement seems to have temporarily ended and Florentino Perez might tell you otherwise, but I'm not sure we'd get him on the show. But uh, <laughs> the concern lives on, Ben, and, and this is why now this has to be a seismic moment of football. And my next concern, the concern about the Super League for me next season is gone. Right? Forget that. Forget what Perez says, that there's three clubs there. It's gone. Once one went, they're always going to fall like a pack of cards. But we need to grasp this. Football needs to grasp this moment now to change, right? To bring in regulatory bodies, right? To look at distribution of wealth, you know, the way the financial discrepancies in the game, the way things are spiralled into control, to bring in regulations to stop this sort of thing happening again. And, and my great concern now is this will pass us by and in a couple of years' time it will come back again. And it might fail then, and they'll come back again after that. We've already seen, haven't we? We've already seen a step towards it. Ironically, while all this was going on, where they were sneaking through an advanced Champions League proposal, you know, 36 teams where your pass coefficient contributes to whether you qualify or not, right? So we've always seen an aspect of what this European Super League would have been about pushed through. But I... And I've mulled on this and I've thought about little else, Ben, in the last week or two, if I'm honest. And I hear these calls now that we can't sanction these six clubs. We can't punish them mm. because it's not fair on the fans. It's not their fault. It's not fair on the players or the coaches or the manager who are kept in the dark, who are betrayed by their owners for so long. And I'm afraid whilst I get the points being made, I think that would be a betrayal of English football if that was to go on. All right? And I'm talking of betrayal, Ben, of people like Hull City, Wigan, Sheffield Wednesday. Mm. No one's talking about Sheffield Wednesday. About to go down this season on the back of a points deduction because of financial irregularities in their boardroom. That wasn't their manager's fault. That's not Darren Moore's fault, is it? Or their players, you know? Where's the cry for them? Mm. Where was the cry for Leeds in League One when they had a 15-point deduction? Was that the fault of the players? Mm. No. Mm. It was because of corrupt ownership. You know, and they deserved the deduction. They broke rules. And now all of a sudden we're seeming to say, hang on, we can't touch this big six, you know, it'll harm the premiership, it'll harm the revenue it brings in, and and it'll punish people who aren't at fault. Well, good. Yeah. I honestly mean that. Good. Hang these six clubs out to dry and let these owners deal with the severity of what they've done. Let them feel the wrath of their fans. Let them be accountable to players who have busted a gut for years to reach a Champions League, right? And now I have to explain to them why they're banned from Europe mm. for a year or two, whatever sanctions that may impose. You know, it, it, we can't be hypocritical about this. You, we, you can't let small clubs who have struggled, who have fought against the grain, yes, maybe made mistakes, but you can't throw the book at them, give them points deductions, then all of a sudden have sympathy because it's the top six and you think you might be punishing the people who aren't directly responsible. 
a seismic message needs to be sent out about this, Ben. And I am, I am very afraid now that the authorities will not have the strength and conviction to do it. And I hope I'm proved wrong. <coughs> they, they mustn't turn a blind eye. I absolutely agree with you. And I think some of the statements that the clubs put out, including my own club, Tottenham, were were pretty weak, to be honest. They, they didn't really address what had happened 24 hours no. uh, beforehand. And I think there was also instances of of chairman, chief execs and owners um, hanging their managers out to dry, really. You, you felt for Solskjaer, you felt for Klopp. Ryan Mason, you know, had only been in, a, in the job 24 hours and he's having to talk about the European Super League. Football, I don't think, and certainly those six clubs, hasn't conducted itself very well this week. No, Ben, and you, you've touched on it there again about the managers who, who have been hung out to dry. And, and that may be another thing, to send a message out. And I, I feel contrary saying this because deep down I don't want this to happen, all right? Jurgen Klopp is fantastic for English football. I don't want to see him walk. Mm. I don't want to see Oliver and Solskjaer forced him to walk. I don't want to see Ryan Mason forced him to walk. He's in a very difficult circumstance, doing a good job. Thomas Tuchel has already brought a lot to the mm. country. Pep Guardiola, I want to see him in the Premier League. You know, even Michael Arteta, a young manager. You know, okay, he's having struggles, but he's trying to progress. I don't want to see him after walk. He booted out of a job early. But these, and this is a bit I still can't comprehend, but we're talking a 177-page document, all right? Let's not kid ourselves that this was overnight brainstorming. This is months, perhaps even years, years, yeah. right? That this is being kept from the managers, the supporters, the players, people supposedly critical to that club have been kept in the dark, not trusted, betrayed. It may take those managers to walk, right? To say, my position isn't tenable here, right? I cannot trust these people we work with to send out this message, all right? Either the owners go or I do. Now, that's easy for me to say. I'm not the one being paid the wages. I'm not the one in the role that I love and that I've craved to do. But it's going to take something. But that's the level we're talking at, yeah. For for people to realise the severity of this. Mm. You know, and I I heard Graham Sooners and I thought it was a very negative message to send out the other day. It's just basically saying you can't punish players, you can't punish managers. You have to. You have to. And if, if the Champions League is seen as irrelevant for the year because England's best six clubs on Eldridge from Peter and clubs from other countries and it devalues it and it devalues its revenue. Good. Let football take a hit. <laughs> let, let it take a step back. Football yeah. does need to get in the real world, I think. And, and that's, the, I think, the, the message loud and clear this week that it, it can't exist on its own, its own terms, oh. really. And I think well, the, the fans need to be listened to as well. And I think, I think they have been to an extent, but... You're right, Fraser. It's now all about what happens next, I think. And I, and I share your fears that actually we might just never talk about this again and, and things just go back to how they were. And I don't think that's the right reaction. Yes, yeah, certainly. And let's not paint this up and pretend it, you know, it's something that it isn't. But this wasn't clubs realising what the right thing to do was. This was club owners being dragged to doing the right thing <laughs> mm-hmm. because of threats, By because backlash. of a backlash, which they never envisaged. All right? So don't, don't think that these these owners, whether it be John Henry, Stan Kroenke, the Glazers, Daniel Levy, Sheikh Mansour, Roman Abramovich, don't think they got moral conscience overnight. Don't think their philosophies on business and how they run their clubs and the revenue they want to make has suddenly changed. If we do nothing, this will come again. And it'll come again in a few years' time when these very owners and these clubs have worked up that little bit more leverage, have that little bit more power, that little bit more financial clout, and makes it that little bit more difficult to stop again. All right? Football has to take a stance. They have to take every opportunity going now to bring in regulations, the distribution of money, 
fair competition, whatever you want to call it, right, and stop this, right, and nip this in the bud, right, because we're not talking, we're not even talking money spiraling out of control now. We know money spiraled out of control in football. It has done for a long, long time. We can't ignore that, all right? There's a lot of hypocrisy that's flown around in the last week, all right? Let's not forget that. We can't ignore all the other issues surrounding football just because of this. But this is different. This is a proposal which would change the very essence of competition in English and European yeah. football. And it cannot be allowed to even turn into the table again, let alone be considered. Have a look at the Pure West Radio Facebook page. You, you'll see the first part of the show on Monday where passions did run high. And we've got some great contributions as well. Uh, that's on the Facebook page. You can watch that video back on, on the on the field this week, Fraser. It will be interesting to see how some of the, the impacted sides perform this weekend. Of course, at, at Wembley on Sunday, it's the Carabao Cup final. Tot- Tottenham against Manchester City. What kind of reaction do you think some of those players will get? There, there will be some fans in the stadium. There'll be some neutral fans in, in the stadium. Do you think there'll be any backlash at all? Possibly. I don't think, I'm, I'm not sure the exact intent, but I don't think it'll be enough to make any kind of you know, huge impact, if I'm honest, but there may be banners. But maybe it doesn't need to be. I mean, we saw the T-shirts leaks mm. for on Monday night, and, and that seemed to resonate with a lot of people and had a big influence. But, you know, it, it's a difficult position for, for both sets of players, isn't it? The clubs have been maligned all week through no fault of their own, both sets of managers as well. You know, Ryan Mason, since he woke up on Monday morning... Life's <laughs> changed, hasn't it? Yeah. A week, a week he will never forget, you know? But it's both sets of players, I guess. It's, it's a cliche. I've got to stay professional as possible and focus on the task ahead. Um it's, it's a game you expect Manchester City to win, isn't it? There's a huge cloud over, hanging over whether Harry Kane will be fit or not. We've heard no, no word on that since he lived off against Everton, which to me isn't a good sign. I suspect he's even half it. He will play. Um, but, you know, it's a game which perhaps, to the outside fan at the moment, Ben won't bear half as much relevance as it did before because of the disdain and the apathy towards these, these so-called big six. So, you know, I think it will be watched nationwide as football is and it's loved and it's a competitive final of course but but whether it'll draw the same buzz and sense of attention as we would have done a couple of weeks ago I'm not so sure Mm. Okay, Fraser, great analysis as ever. It's definitely been a big week in football, no doubt about that. I'll run you down the Premier League games uh, very soon and also a full rundown of the Cymru Premier League matches as well. Uh, Fraser's going to be reporting on Swansea's game at Reading tomorrow, midday kickoff in the Championship. Uh, So no doubt we'll pick that up on the show on Monday. So we'll we'll talk then, Fraser. Have a really good weekend. Thanks for your time. No worries, Ben. See you Monday. Feels warmer sleeping here alone. You know, I dream in color and do the things I want. You think you got the best of me? Think you've had the last laugh? Bet you think that everything good is gone. Think you left me broken down? Think that I'll come on and back? Maybe you don't know me because you're dead. What doesn't kill you makes you
It's Kelly Clarkson and Stronger on Pure West Radio for Saturday morning. I'm Ben Stone. Brilliant to chat to Fraser this morning about his thoughts on Swansea's match at Reading tomorrow, but also his views on the European Super League. It did unravel very quickly, but does that mean it's gone for good? That's a subject I'm sure we will return to on Pure West Sport. Meanwhile, on the pitch in the Premier League today, Liverpool-Newcastle is the 12.30 game. West Ham play Chelsea at 5.30 and Sheffield United take on Brighton at 8. Tomorrow, it's Wolves against Burnley at midday. Leeds against Manchester United at 2. And a Midlands derby at 7 tomorrow as Aston Villa take on West Bromwich Albion. And then on Monday evening whilst we're on air with Pure West Sport it's Leicester City against Crystal Palace. Uh, We mentioned that Haverford West County are at home to Flint today in the Welsh Premier League that's a 2.30 start also today Barla Town against Barry Town United, Newport against Kevin Druids, Pennebont against Carnarvon and the New Saints against Connors Key is the 5.15 game and Haverford West play again on Tuesday, they take on Cardiff Met University at home a week on from that 6-1 defeat, of course. They'll be looking to record a better result on Tuesday evening. We will change codes and talk rugby with Gordon Thomas next on Pure West Sport. Experience live local music in the heart of Narberth at the Queen's Hall. For over 60 years, the Queen's Hall have provided the best in high-quality music and events to the people of Pembrokeshire. A platform for multi-genre artists showcasing the best in the local music scene from the rock and rollers to hip hop, jazz, folk, classical, and dance. 
Whatever you're seeing, the Queen's Hall provides an immersive music experience, both in person and at home. See thequeenshall.org.uk for all the info and on social media. <laughs> Loch Myler Farm Ice Cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional, banana, blackberry, chocolate, coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Farm Ice Cream. Let's get down, let's get down to business. We are celebrating the opening of more businesses on Monday the 26th of April. Theme parks, fun fairs, cafes, pubs and restaurants are amongst those allowed to reopen and Pure West Radio are getting down to business by giving you free mentions for your business across the day. For your free mention, head over to purewestradio.com. Players in your business... Tune in across the day to hear your shout-out and song request. Pure West Radio, supporting local businesses in Pembrokeshire. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Unlike some other stations, we broadcast from Pembrokeshire to Pembrokeshire. This is Pure West Radio.
I'm trying to get to sleep. Saturday morning on Pure West Radio. That's George Michael and Too Funky. I'm Ben Stone. Good to have your company. Have a look on the Facebook page to watch the video of the interview we did uh, with Milford Haven ultra runner Sanna Duthie. She will be raising money for the Wales Air Ambulance by running the Pembrokeshire Coast Path starting two weeks yesterday. So Friday the 7th of May is when Sanna's challenge will start. You can sponsor her on Just Giving. If you do a search for Sanna Duthie and Just giving and have a listen to the interview in which she told us on Monday she's aiming for an incredible record 50 hour time the current record is 64 hours 32 minutes it would be a phenomenal achievement if she beat that good luck to Sana and do have a look at that video and joining me right now on Pure West Sport this Saturday morning is Gordon Thomas good morning Gordon how are you Good morning, Ben. I'm very well. You okay? Yes, not bad at all, thank you. And of course, plenty has been happening this week. We spoke to Fraser earlier um, about the show on Monday night where we spoke about the European Super League and the videos on the Facebook page for people to look back on. It was a a passionate discussion. And and wasn't it strange within 24 hours that the whole thing unravelled and clubs pulled out? And obviously for now, we think it's off the agenda. Yeah, it was really peculiar, really, Ben. It was on Monday night when we were talking, uh, the story had just broke and, uh, you know, the 14 Premier League clubs were upset with the six that were going to go the European League. Since then, since all the fans have come out and said they don't want to be part of it, um, it is, you know, it is at the end of the day, clubs like Manchester United have a core of big fans, Man City the same, Arsenal, Liverpool, and uh, it has changed. Uh, everybody realises what football is all about. It's not all about money and sort of ring fence in the European League, much to the you know the disgruntled uh, uh, UEFA and uh, also the English League, Welsh League. We were all unhappy with it, Ben, let's be honest. It was a ridiculous mm. thing to come out and do. And it never really got off the ground. And uh, let's be honest, I don't think it will in the foreseeable future. Well, let's hope uh, so. Fra- Fraser and I speaking earlier on the show, just a-, a word of caution that they've suggested it once. Would they try it again? I mean, based on this initial reaction from supporters, it didn't matter what team you supported. Everyone felt exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, they'd be brave to try something like that again without very careful thought, surely. Yeah, I, th- I think the American owners uh, didn't realise the passion that was involved in uh, especially English league football. Uh, but uh, they certainly got to know their feelings while this was happening. And there was a lot of, obviously, the former players uh, really uh, discontent with what was going on as well. And uh, once um, the owners had come out and apologised for uh, upsetting the apple cart, uh, things have settled down. And as far as we know, at this moment in time, there will be no European Super League. I'm sure they did it to test the water. Uh, when they've announced it on uh, Monday, uh, they've got a resounding no, we don't want it. So uh, I would say it'll be a little while before anything like that will be tried again. 
and we will continue with uh, the competitions we have, which are such a big success anyway. I think they leave, need to leave everything well uh, well alone at this moment in time. Yeah, absolutely right. And there's plenty of action on the pitch, of course, this weekend. And we'll come to some of the rugby in a few moments. On pembrokeshiresport.co.uk later, though, there'll be details, of course, on Haverford West County's game today, which is a 2.30 start, Gordon, isn't it? Home to Flint Town. Yeah, it's been a difficult difficult couple of games for Wayne Jones's men, hasn't it, Ben? You know, uh, they lost six, uh, 5-1 at Newtown, and then in midweek they lost 6-1 at uh, Cardiff Met. So they've leaked 11 goals in two games, which um, I just don't understand how this has happened, to be honest with you, Ben, because things were going so well just before the break. Uh, I presume there's been a, a number of injuries and sort of players playing out of position, possibly, that sort of uh, changed their fortunes. Hopefully return to winning ways and play uh, on the Bridge Meadow with a, a little bit more confidence, uh, which they haven't shown in the last uh, two games. So um, they need to get back on the horse and... Uh, hopefully come back, uh, not leak so many goals and hopefully put them in the, the right net for half the West to secure a victory and more importantly, three points. Yeah, absolutely right. So pembrokeshiresport.co.uk will have all the details on that game. Gordon, you'll stay with us for just a few moments. There's plenty of rugby uh, to talk about and some fixtures across the weekend as well. Uh, so we'll talk about that with Gordon Thomas right here on Pure West Sport next. i 
and Poison Arrow on Pure West Sport. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Radio for a Saturday morning. Uh, Yesterday, we had the news that Robert Page will take charge of Wales at Euro 2020 this summer. That's after national manager Ryan Giggs was charged on Friday with assaulting two women. Page has deputised four gigs in the last two international windows. The FAW saying in a statement they confirmed that Robert Page would assume the role of manager for this summer's tournament, also saying that Albert Steunenberg will continue as Page's assistant. The FAW board added that at a meeting yesterday it was convened to discuss the developments and the impact on the national team. Giggs himself said in a statement he has full respect for the due process of law and understands the seriousness of the allegations. He says he'll plead not guilty in court and looks forward to clearing his name. I would like to wish Robert Page, the coaching staff, the players and the supporters every success at the Euros this summer. We'll talk about that on Pure West Sport, no doubt on Monday evening between 7 and nine and the job that Paige has in taking Wales to the Euros. But rugby's on our agenda right now with Gordon Thomas. It's a weekend of derbies and the Ospreys are in action later on today, Gordon. Yeah, it, it should be a, a really good game. Both games are in, uh, both teams are in some sort of form. Um, I believe New Zealand flanker Ethan Roops uh, will make his Ospreys debut. This afternoon, Ben for the uh, against the Blues. Uh, also, the the Wales quartet of Justin Tipperick, George North, Adam Beard, and Owen Watkin will start for the Ospreys, which is good news. Uh, Cardiff Blues director Di Young has made fourteen changes from the team that lost to uh, London Irish um, in the European Challenge Cup, a, a game that the Blues really should have won. And I think um, he's he's shaked he's shaked up the team to give uh, the, the boys that don't normally get a game to show their worth. Uh, I see hooker Kirby Myhill, who was a Scarlet product, is now leading uh, the Blues. So uh, he'll be wanting to prove himself against uh, uh, the the Scarlets this afternoon. Wales and Ospreys lock uh, Bradley uh, Davis has returned, um, but he will be um, on the replacements bench after a five-month layoff. So uh, he he, he should get some game time as well. So that will be interesting, to be honest with you. This is the first uh, match for uh, Young in permanent charge for the Blues since he confirmed his long-term deal after initially coming on as on an interim basis. So uh, I'm sure he will um, make a big impression at the Blues, which he did before. And uh, I'm expecting big things from the Blues possibly next season once he's bedded in. But this afternoon's game is going to be a, a very close encounter, I would say, Ben. And I, I would I can't choose between the two to be honest with you, as long as it's a decent game with there's plenty of tries and plenty of good action, that's what the fans will want to see when they're watching on the television. Mm. And it won't be too much longer before we'll be in the ground, fingers crossed. Yeah, you're right. And tomorrow, uh, Gordon, there's another Welsh derby. It's the Dragons against the Scarlets. That's a, a one o'clock start uh, for the Scarlets. He'll be looking for a win. And they also confirmed, of course, this week that uh, Dwayne Peel's back at the club next season as head coach. So he might have half an eye on what happens there. 
Yeah, Dwayne Beale was a, a great player for the uh, Scarlets. I, I remember his um, his uh, father uh, Peel was actually a, a, a sponge man back in the eighties. Uh, Bert Peel. Uh, so the Peel name is very, very um, well known in Scarlets folklore. So um, he is a great player. He's got a lot of experience, British Lion, and you know, coaching up in Bristol as well and in England. Um, so he'll come back with a lot of uh, experience and I'm sure his knowledge will be passed on to the Scholars. But this afternoon, uh, tomorrow afternoon, I should say, uh, Wales prop Rob Evans, our very own Pembrokeshire man, will return for the Scarlets after four months out uh, because he had concussion, Ben. Um, so uh, he packed down alongside Captain Ryan Elias at Hooker and also uh, the Dragons flanker Tane Bassam makes his first appearance since early January after suffering a fractured forearm. Uh, Hooker Taylor Davis is on loan from the Scarlets, so he plays against his parent club. So um, I'm expecting that to be a, a decent game as well at Rodney Parade, uh, Ben. Uh, and again, fortunes could go either way. But I think the Scarlets would possibly have a little bit too much um, for the home side. But that's not uh, discrediting them because... Um, you know, home home advantage is a big thing in this competition, and they are trying uh, a few different players uh, to see how things uh, pan out. So uh, it should be an interesting game. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And just just ex- expanding a bit on what you said about Rob Evans, Gordon. Um, obviously, it's a shame he, he's missed quite a bit of action, including the Six Nations. But his yeah. return is good news, not just for the Scarlets, but for Wales as well, longer term. Uh, of course it is. Uh, I mean, he's been very unlucky with this injury, uh, Ben, and I feel uh, really sorry for him because he was on the verge of um, being selected for the Welsh squad for the Six Nations. Unfortunately, he didn't uh, didn't make it and had a bit more time out. But he's coming back now, and uh, we all know what Rob is capable of. He's, he's a very good scrummager. He's really good in the loose. He's got good hands for a, a, a prop forward. Uh, and he will add a, a touch of class to the pack. And uh, he is a character as well and a leader, uh, which will, uh, you know, which will help the Scarlets against the Dragons, no doubt, uh, tomorrow afternoon. I wish him all the best, and I wish... Um, all the players, all the best as well. It's uh, it's great that we're now in full throttle. We're at the business end of the, the season and, uh, you know, the silverware to be won and all the clubs will be buying for it, mm, especially right. this Rainbow Cup, possibly. Well, Gordon, thank you very much indeed. Have a really good Saturday. And, of course, we will be back with you on Pure West Radio between 7 and 9 on Monday evening. The show is live on the Facebook page between 8 and 9. And we had some brilliant responses to all the topics we raised last week. So do get involved on Monday. And it will only be a week to go until the start of the Pembrokeshire cricket season for 2021. So that will be very much on the agenda on Monday evening. Have a great Saturday, whatever you're up to. On the way after the 9 o'clock news, it's Frank taking you through your Saturday morning on Pembrokeshire's Pure West Radio. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. 
The green light has been given to Bluestone National Park Resort to make its planned £15 million investment in 80 new lodges. Hailed as a boost for the Pembrokeshire and South Wales economy, the go-ahead follows positive